I have a puppy coming home in four days. I can't lift my arms past my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling me I got to move. And I don't have a house. <laughs> Looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Petucci, and this is the Unfiltered Podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious stories in between, join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. Keep going. Who are you kidding? Keep four. That's better. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Honey Check on Unfiltered with Ali, brought to you by Spade and Sparrows. You might not have heard of it. That's okay because I am literally introducing you to your new favorite wine. You're welcome. I first tried Spade and Sparrows just over a month ago, and I'm telling you, I am freaking obsessed. Fell in love with the rosé, fell in love with the Pinot Grigio. You guys are going to love it. Spade and Sparrows was born from Caitlin Bristow's true passion for wine. And if you followed her since her days on The Bachelorette, you know that she loves to have a glass of wine in her hand. One of the reasons why she wanted to bring wine to market is because there wasn't a lot out there that was actually made for women. Most of the wine industry is still very much run by and marketed to men. We're not down with that, okay? So if you're looking for a good, easy drinking wine and you want to have a damn good time with your girlfriends, be sure to try the Spade and Sparrows Rosé and Pinot Grigio. I am telling you, you're going to love them. And of course, if you're more of a red drinker, they have two awesome red varietals. If you're in BC, like I am, you can head over to BC Liquor, Cactus Club Cafe, or Legends Hall. If you are living in another city in Canada, head to your local liquor store, see if they sell them there. And if they don't, you have to be like, hey, what are you doing? You have to bring Spade and Sparrows in. And if you are one of my friends down in the States, head over to Caitlin Bristow's website, check out the wine shop and place an order there. Now, quit slacking, grab a glass, pour yourself a nice cold one, and let's kick this week's episode of Honey Check off. Let's go. Hi, honey. Honey. Usually, you guys, honey and I have a bit of a debrief before we start recording, okay? Mm-hmm. I think a lot's happened in both of our weeks mm-hmm. that we decided we have this kind of like unspoken pact, except now it's a bit more spoken because we have these fiery weeks, right? And as soon as something happens, I pick up the phone. I'm like, honey, you're not going to believe what happened. And the problem is, is that... We basically have 50 honey checks during the week in private conversations and they get so out of hand and we're just peeing our pants laughing, but we can't replicate that on the show. We really Mm -hmm. can't. Like we've tried in a few episodes to be like, okay, let's just like redo that on the podcast. It doesn't work. We can't, we're not funny if we try to be funny. So (laughs) we decided that now, like, if Honey starts talking about something, I'm just going to be like, no, 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 save it for the podcast. I don't want to hear it. I need – we need, like, the true reactions to come out. Yeah, so I just hope people know, like, the the effort that we're putting into our friendship because, like, if we want to call and say something, we got to wait till Friday. So that's yeah. de- that's dedication to you guys. Yeah. Just like, yesterday, saying. we were out having coffee <laughs> with Honey Kelsey, and I wanted to put my hands on me and be like, la, 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 la. Like, I <laughs> – no, I don't want to hear it. I'm do, going to. Do, do. I think I left to go get some like sweet potato fries. You did, and I like, told her real it. quick. Yeah. 
I did a I shoulder check and I told her real quick what happened. <laughs> well, honey, I got an immaculate iced coffee here. Mm. Some mushrooms in it. Mm-hmm. We're about to hit 10,000 downloads on the pod. Honey, that's amazing. I had a horrible goddamn week, but I woke up today. The sun's out. My hair is amazing. My skin's glowing again. My lips are about to fall off because they're so fucking dry from this medication. But aside from that, I'm feeling optimistic. Mm -hmm. It's time to make some motherfucking money. I'm sick of this shit. Honey, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of trusting other people to make me money. I got to go back into hustle mode. I want to make money. I'm going to go fucking make it myself. That's enough. That's it. That's it, honey. And I've been telling you, nobody can represent you better than you. It's just so much work, you know? It is a lot of work, but I think that the the lesson learned and like everybody can learn from this is that when you're passing off your business, mm. somebody else is representing you. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge huge responsibility for somebody and I don't think some people some people quite understand that like quite understand that somebody is trusting you with their brand and their image and everything like they're they're you're fully trusting somebody to do that so I do think that as much as it may be a lot of work Mm -hmm. you really you have to hustle till you find somebody that you don't fear passing it off to I think there'll always be a little bit of fear, but you know, there's always going to be a bit of fear. But beyond that, the most important thing, and we've talked about it a million fucking times. How is how important is it to listen to your intuition? Hmm. When your gut's screaming at you, like hello. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like if I listened to it, my life would be. I wouldn't be. My life would be a lot easier. (laughs) And we say it every time. We're like. Listening, like, how many podcasts have I done? Let me tell you one of the best business tips, okay? (laughs) Listening listening to your intuition is literally one of the best things that you can do. And as an entrepreneur, this is such an important thing. Hello, Allie, can we just rewind to the episodes where you said that? My intuition's been screaming at me for six months, and I'm like, nah, it's okay. Honey, my own intuition's been screaming at you. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. We're not going to get into it. But I woke up today. And I'm like, you saw my spreadsheet. When I go into pitch mode, Mm. I go back into my old roles at other jobs, right? I move right back into the industry and I'm like, let's fucking go. The systems, everything that I have in place, I showed honey in my dashboard and I'm like, it's like ground control. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. honey, it's great though. Biggest takeaway for me, also not even a takeaway, a reminder because there's been many times in my business I've landed in this situation and I think a lot of people will relate to it. You will relate to it. A lot of people will just, when you hit that, like that kind of crash and burn, Mm -hmm. that fear, you know, like how many times did I say to you, like, what am I, what am I going to do now? Now I have to start over. Now I have to salvage this. Now I have to do that. Now I have to, once you can move past that, every past situation like that in my life, it's as simple as, you got to cut out the shit so you can make room for what you actually want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do think that one of the one of your strongest qualities, honey, is pitching yourself. Oh, for sure. And I think that's why I have, a, I have difficulty mm-hmm. um, outsourcing that because my expectations are quite high. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. At 
I have learned as a business owner, I'm going to have to outsource that. That's not the only thing I outsource in my business. Mm -hmm. I can't do everything myself, right? So it just comes down to like, okay, we re-strategize, we prioritize, and we figure out how we're going to move forward. That's yeah. it. That's it. I said to Honey, I'm like Edward Scissorhands over here. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck needs to get cut? What's not working mm -hmm. for me in my life? What's yeah. not working for me? Because it might be a lot of work now, but it'll be easier down the road. Totally. It's more work fucking babysitting people. I'll tell you that. Oh my God. It's so much. It's like. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It is 100% more work to babysit somebody. So I'm not sure if anybody listening has um, their own business or maybe they manage a group of people. I'm not sure, but it is more work to babysit somebody than to get the job done. Yeah, I'm trying to find a screenshot that I took because of all people, Poshmark sent me a reminder this week. I don't know if you guys have notifications on for your Poshmark, but they send you little words of wisdom as notifications. Anyways. <laughs> I've never seen no words of wisdom. I opened my phone was like, ding. Poshmark was like, it's time to like get rid of things you don't want to make space for like what you really mm. need. Something along those lines. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking right. And what, what bag am I buying today? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Treat who's yourself. Gonna, yeah, who's going to offer me that, uh, that free shipping today? Come yeah. to mama. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. I definitely feel that this year I'm in a mentality where if it's not working, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. That's it. And I'm not like giving up on it and I'm not. I'm just letting it go sit somewhere else while I do stuff yeah. that works. And I'm not like completely yeah. cutting it out. I'm not, you know, like telling it to fuck right off and never come yeah. back. I'm just literally pushing it, literally pushing really? it aside and, and telling I'll see it soon because I have see no time for things that don't work right now. I actually I'm gonna put in those boxes in my bedroom that I haven't unpacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. If something's not working, I don't understand why it needs to be around. Not yeah. everything has to get nurtured in your life. No. So, anyways. I was having a lot of timer reflection. You know when, I don't know, did we talk about it last episode where I felt like there was a lot of like turmoil in my life with certain situations over the summer? I just felt like there was, there was some sort of conflict always around me, but it was no. coming up in the form of like resentment, you know? We didn't Until I finally said... Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, if this is happening, what do I got to do to fix it? And if this is happening, what do I have to do to fix it? But it, it wasn't that it was other people. It was kind of like, no, I'm just doing shit that's not actually in alignment with me. And now I'm just getting really angry. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's surfacing as conflict. And as soon as I was like, looked at each individual situation, I was like one for one, like, no, you got to go. You got to go. And it doesn't have to be so cutthroat, right? It just mm -hmm. has to be as simple as like, if something's going to exist in your space if you haven't actually last friday's episode or last week's episode of the podcast with mina b we talk a lot about how to like build boundaries we, we gave the example of like a house right so you're allowed to basically choose how you design your house mm -hmm. what it looks like what happens in your house <laughs> who comes into your house you know, you can build that backyard, that fence of like, you're allowed to come in if you, if you kind of follow these things. Right. It's the same thing with your energy and your, and, and you personally, 
but it's really hard for us to implement because we're so focused on like, oh, I don't want to like let go of this system because it's going to hurt that person's feelings. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm afraid to have this co- important conversation with a friend because I'm going to hurt her feelings or I'm afraid of the outcome. Maybe I'm going to lose that person or a relationship, you know? This is something's not working with me in my relationship with my partner, but I'm too afraid to have that conversation because what if he breaks up with me? Yeah. And we sacrifice everything we need to make us happy because we're worried about what other people think. That shit's got to fucking go. And as soon as I dropped that in the summer, I felt like I started to reach this like peaceful place where I wasn't so like frazzled all the time. Yep. And now look what's happened over the last few months. It's like that instant frazzle. And once I step back to reflect, it's like, okay, well, where were you out of alignment with yourself? Where did you not listen to your gut? Where did you not honor yourself? Mm-hmm. Brings us back to the very popular thing. Why is it so hard to do easy shit? <laughs> I also find that it actually gets so easy that when you are living in alignment with yourself and like doing things and mm-hmm. not giving a shit all those things that don't work for you just naturally go away. Like it's that go away. Still naturally and go it's away. not a hard conversation. And no. It's not a big deal. Like things don't have to be a big deal. Like, hey, honey, you're annoying me right now. Can you stop? Yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Shit. Bye. Doesn't make me an annoying person or like nothing no. like that. It's just, you know, things don't have to be so hard. But they are hard. I'm not saying that they're not, but like, oh, don't get me wrong. My life is not smooth sailing. Things are very hard every day. (laughs) Yeah, but they just, I just wish that there was just, I feel that if more people had the conversation with me about that kind of stuff, it would just be a normal thing. Yeah. You know, but not enough people, I mean, I rarely do, not enough people that do it, you know, but yeah. Hindsight. Hindsight is 2020. One. Legit hindsight is 2020. <laughs> I hated 2020. I hated 2020 so much. I'm um, looking out the window real depressed. Okay, move on. How was your week? What's going on? Something happened to you. I told you not to tell me until today. Mm-hmm. Well, two things happened. One yeah. you know, one you don't know. Which one do you want first? Tell me about the one you almost burnt your house down, but I don't know what happened. So let's break that story down <laughs> for me, do. okay? So... Yeah. <laughs> You know the Mr. Noodles packages? Not the cups, the packages. So at No Frills, I learned from some of the guys that I work with that there's these really good like um, noodles from, um, oh my gosh, a lot of from I work with people that are from Bali and they eat them all the time in Bali. And I'm like, oh my God. And one day they're like, you should have some. I'm like, okay, great. So I'm like, they're like, there's a lot of sodium in there though. Like just only have one a week. I'm like, okay, perfect. So I have some. It's, oh my God, they're immaculate. They're 30 cents at no frills. That's how bad they are for you. And (laughs) yeah, they were on sale for 30 cents, usually 37 cents a pack. So I'm at no frills because it's across the street from me and I buy a pack. I'm like, I'm just going to have a couple on hand for those days where I'm in a rush, need to eat something super fast, need to feel full and move on with my day. It's kind of like a cheap thing, like whatever, don't care. I know it's not good for me. Okay, so I had one in my cupboard. Two days ago was the day that I was stretched on time. I needed a, a quick snack, something to fill me up. And I'm, I'm feeling real good. I got Kelsey's program coming up in 15 minutes. I had a really productive day. I'm feeling great. I put the noodles in the bowl. And you're supposed to put water in the bowl. 
I, yeah, because that's normally how normal people that's make pasta. Normally, how you make them. Yeah. I, for some yeah. reason, completely forget that step. So I put the noodles in the bowl and I put them in the microwave. And I put it on for five minutes on high. I'm like, okay, great. I've got five minutes to get myself ready for this call. So I'm doing my thing. And I'm I there a few minutes, a couple minutes go by, and I'm like, wow, this doesn't this doesn't smell good. Mm, okay, I'm burning something. Okay, I'm not lighting any candles. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I come out of the bathroom and look in the kitchen, and I can see black smoke shooting out of the corner of my kitchen. I'm like, oh, that would be the microwave. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And my smoke alarm's not You're going like, off. This fucking doubt I'm like, fire. this fucking doubt fire. And this is not the first time that um like I have candles and shit. I'm a living hazard. My boyfriend literally said to me, he's like, I'm so happy that we have house insurance. I'm like, I know how I operate. That's why I get house insurance. So I go into the kitchen, I blast open the window, I open every window in this goddamn apartment, and I'm like, all right, let's rumble. We gotta get this thing out. So I turn off the microwave. I'm like, okay. A black smoke is still shooting out just because I should turn off that microwave. I unplugged it. I opened the door and it is pure mother effing black in there and shit sparking. Like I thought it was a little like ignition, like a, a fire shit sparking in there. I shut the door. I'm like, all right, we're going to have to do this in intervals. And I've got seven minutes till honey's call. I open the door. I let some smoke out. I close it. I open it. I close it because I don't want my smoke alarm to go off because I get extremely anxious with that thing. All of a sudden, I grab an oven mitt. I open the door. I grab the noodles. I shove it under the sink. I shut the door. I let it go. I go on Kelsey's call. An hour and a half later, I get up. My house to the to right now still smells like a burning microwave. I can't get the smell out. So I look inside my microwave. It is all yellow, like orangey yellow. My entire microwave underneath my microwave on the side of the wall. Like, honey, I almost burnt shit down. It's all yellow. The, 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 the counter's yellow. So now I'm on a mission to get this smell out. So I'm reading. And so yesterday I decided to put a bowl of water and vinegar in the microwave. And it says to heat it for five minutes on high. Let it sit there. I do it. I open it. Nothing happens. So the water and the vinegar are still hot, right? So this was about a few minutes before you phoned me. And I heard that baking soda works. Oh, no. You know, in the science class... When you were in elementary school explode. and they, they teach you how to do the volcano. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah. I grab. Honey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You said you put vinegar in the in the microwave? Yeah. And baking soda is coming next. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think and you didn't, yeah. you, you didn't set up a camera to film this. <laughs> honey, you genuinely you have no me. idea. You phoned me and I literally said to Honey on the phone, I'm like, she's like, do you want to go for drinks? I'm like, I wish that I could fucking tell you the massacre that I'm in right now, but I'm going to save it for the podcast. <laughs> you think I don't want to go for a fucking drink right now? I pour the baking soda in the no. bowl and it's a volcano. <laughs> honey, the door is opening. All that, it's full coming down everywhere. I'm like, holy shit, Evan's going to be home any minute. He's already like, I can't, I can't do this. He's going to piss his pants laughing at me. I'm like, I got to clean this up. You phone me. I'm like, well, fuck, what do I got to lose right now? I answer the phone. Like, honey, I really wish you could see what I'm doing right now. I'm also cooking dinner at the same time because I didn't think that this catastrophe would happen. Anyways, long story short, uh, vinegar didn't work. Baking soda didn't work. Lemon juice didn't work. Um, 
I have an all natural thieves cleaner that I'm going to use next. And I'm going to see if that works. My house still smells like it's burning. Um, yeah, that's basically what happened. That's what I couldn't tell you. But uh, yeah, I had I'm a science fair project in my kitchen. Just choked on my. <laughs> just choked yeah, on my but if anybody's interested, next week on Honey Chef, I will tell you what worked to get the microwave burning smell out of um, my kitchen. Or if you're listening, please. There feel are little free things you can get at London Drugs for like deep microwave cleaning, and they they're like lemony or something, and you put them in water, and then you put them in and you microwave for a few minutes, mm-hmm. and then you take it after and you use it to like wipe down. You just like wipe down the inside of your microwave. Maybe we should investigate. To see yeah. if one of those is a possibility. I really need to do something because it's it's when the microwave is on, like it needs exactly exactly it needs to steam clean the inside of the microwave. I honestly think that. we should just throw it out and get a new one. That's I think that's that's what Evan's not for marketplace, but yeah, never for marketplace. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Evan did say we can just like we'll just throw it out and get a new one. Like he's always yeah <laughs> he's always laughing. I'm like this this was a very serious situation. <laughs> He's like, every time I leave you alone in the house, you almost burn it down. <laughs> this is also the same man that thought you were an idiot for buying house rental insurance. And I was like, that's right. No, you better be getting your ass some rental insurance right now. 100%. Honestly, after my house flooded and I lived through that nightmare of a situation. And Adam laughed at you for getting house insurance, honey, Adam. You know, I look in hindsight, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. If you don't, if you don't believe in like universe and intuition and like getting downloads on shit, you're going to, you might want to just slip through the next 30 seconds. But if I think about where I was in my life at that time versus where I am now, it made no sense to me. Like that was probably one of the first like actual downloads I had of something going to happen to me. It was like a random summer day, honey. I was sitting at Prado Cafe in Gastown with Adam, sitting, having a random conversation with coffee. And he was talking to me and I just said, stop, I need to buy rental insurance. And he was like, what the fuck? I didn't know where, honey. I said, stop, I need, I need to buy renter's insurance. And I started doing it. And then he was like, you don't need to do that. You're going to waste your money, da, 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 da. And I was like, nope, I'm doing everything right now. Mm-hmm. Five months later fucking $30,000 rental insurance claim. Could you imagine in that situation if I did not have renter's insurance? You'd be living on the island with your parents. <laughs> so yeah, I can't imagine it because that's what you would be doing. You'd have no choice. I'd you have had no a choice. puppy. You were getting a puppy. I remember sitting... Basically what happened, I lived on the ground floor in another apartment in Kits, okay? And I come home one day... And I'm like, something smells weird, right? I'm like, that's weird. My house was fucking spotless, shockingly spotless. I open the bathroom and I'm like, it looks like someone threw up on my floor. Ugh. And I, I looked at it and I'm like, I just closed the door. And I went to sit, sit on the couch and I was like, did someone fucking with me? Like, did someone like come into my house and puke? Um, I thought it was some weird, like, you know when, when you listen to, like, true crime podcasts and, like, yeah. criminals have, like, a thing, like, their signature thing? I don't know. Someone just came into your apartment, used your washroom, and left. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, this doesn't make any sense. 
And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm just going to go back in. And I open it and I realize everything that's on the floor is wet. Like my bath mat soaked and everything. And I like take my foot and I use it to like try and kick open the toilet seat. And the toilet seat's full to the top. And I was like, oh no. And then I use my foot and I pull back the curtain in my shower bath. And my sh- my bathtub is filled. Like I'm talking millimeters away from overflowing with like sewage, right? And I'm like, Ugh, like, <laughs> Ugh, like I'm fucking now begging. I want to beg. I'm begging right I now. <laughs> right? I'm freaking out. So I like walk down the hallway. I like go knock on the building manager's door. They're in their apartment. They're ignoring me. Knocking, knocking. They're ignoring me. And I text them like, you need to come because there's like a back, like there's something with the sewage happening in my house. Anyway, so they come, plumber comes, they drain it. Someone, like my pipe is connected to like four other people's toilets or whatever it is. Someone flushed a rag down and the toilet, but they're like, we know it's not you because it all, everything kind of like came up on your side. So they clean everything. They like take the toilet out. They go talk to everyone. And I'm thinking, okay, great. It's done. Disinfect my house. It's good. The guy is in there. I'm sitting in my kitchen. He was like, no, like you're going to have to move out. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> move out where? Like, okay, you'll fix it. Like, I'll just go get a hotel for a weekend. And like, I'll come back on Monday. He's like, no, like you're going to have to, this is the construction guy, building manager's not even here. Like you need to pack your stuff up and like leave because we need to now, there's moisture under all the floor. Like we need to take everything. Like they need to redo your entire apartment. So I was like, okay, does that like take like two weeks? He's like, no, you're looking like five, six months. <laughs> but was it, and where was, was just the bathroom? No, because what happened was after they took the toilet off, they went to everyone and said, whatever you do, don't flush your toilet. At that time, he also told me to leave. He was like, you should leave. And I'm like, I'm not leaving until I have some answers. You know, we have anxiety about everything. Like I'll sit in the poo apartment. I need to know what's happening. Thank God I stayed because someone else flushed their point. Uh, uh, someone else flushed their toilet. My toilet was not connected to the floor anymore because they had put it in my bathtub. And what do I hear? I hear water coming up into my bathroom now going into my apartment. So I had to literally take anything I could. I took towels. I took shit from my bedroom to stop the water. Thank God I was home, honey. Because that would have went into my bedroom, into my living room. That would have ruined all my furniture, all my clothes, everything. Yep, 100%. So because that water went in, now the moisture went into other, like, whatever. So I just remember <laughs> freaking out, <laughs> screaming at that guy. He's, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I have to pick up my stuff? I have a dog coming home in three days and I have stitches in my tits and I can't pick up anything. I just had a breast reduction. <laughs> so. Honey, your life was so stressful at that time that it gave, I was, I had anxiety for you. I went through a very, very stressful, everything was, it was just, it was really, really hard. And it was like one thing after the other, one thing after the other. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there in mercy being like, I have a puppy coming home in four days. I can't lift my arms past my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling me I got to move and I don't have a house. <laughs> yep. Namaste. Thank you, renter's insurance. So Namaste. maybe we should get them to sponsor one of the episodes. I think, uh, yeah. Who do you use? I use Square. 
I used square one because that's the one I yeah. told you to buy. Stop that's fucking right. around. And then what happened? Mid-move, someone broke into my car, stole everything while I was moving. There is another $12,000 claim. All my camera equipment, designer shoes, jackets, bet like just – I literally went upstairs to sit down to go like feed my dog and breathe for a second. Someone like jacked up. Someone was for sure watching you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Cheers. Namaste. Namaste. Everything is great. So in other words, if you don't have insurance, you get insurance. (laughs) That's it. Get insurance. Yeah. Right now. Stop fucking around. I don't care what you're doing. You get insurance. It's honestly not even that bad. I think I paid. Well, mine's a little bit pricey now, given that I've had about $50,000 worth of claims. (laughs) I only pay, I think, 75 bucks a month. Oh, that's high. I think when mine started, I was paying like thirty dollars a month, and now I'm around the like sixty five. I put, uh, I was paying around forty, but we have a lot of um, expensive stuff in our storage unit, like skis. Oh, and so you just kept up the yeah. So I upped yeah. it for sporting equipment because we have three all of our ski stuffs in the storage, yeah. and it's and if you're splitting it with someone it's not as bad it's like no. 35 bucks yeah, it's, it's annoying to pay for but i i will never not have it after the turmoil of the last few it's literally my life was like that book a series of unfortunate events i haven't read it but i feel like that's what i would title it and even with pet like i got pet insurance everything i'm like yes t- insurance i will do it i don't care don't want to hear about it that's it that's it 100 percent I think it's so worth it. And also, you don't have to worry about anything, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking about books, book club hasn't been going very well. Not, okay. the, fir- not the first one. No. You know, if you're in our Facebook group, you you know what we're talking about. If you're not, I'm going to say it one more time and I'm going to tell you every week. What are you doing? Honey, I don't know what anybody's doing. It's okay. So the first book that we... <laughs> that we had didn't go off with a hit but that's not our fault because we're reading it too and we're not like the biggest fans i do have some takeaways from the book which i think we should go over on next honey check because that'll be the last okay. one for the month but now um, girls in the group are telling us why we shouldn't even have supported the author i don't know if you've caught up this morning but i'm like okay next time you guys have to tell me at the beginning of the month before we tell thousands of women no to go i didn't book, i read okay? last night i didn't read this morning no. yeah anyways doesn't matter um so we're gonna have to pivot for next month's book club that's okay this is why it's a cool book club that wouldn't happen in another book club no and also we're learning we're learning yeah are we still gonna do are we gonna announce the book uh for next week for february next week i'm wondering if we should like give two options and have people vote or if we should just like do it maybe we'll just do it i don't know but Mm. yeah i say we just do it we'll just do it Trying to think of anything else happened this week. Oh, you have noticed a plant behind me, courtesy of Facebook Marketplace. Mm, that finally worked out for you. Yeah, third time was a charm. Motherfuckers. I think where we left off on last week's episode was that I put in an offer for a plant and I had to go to Burnaby, remember? And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll let you know about a pickup time next week. Okay, so there's the update. Okay, <clears throat> so last week where we left off was I found this Birds of Paradise. I asked her to deliver it to Kit. She was like, too far. And I was like, no problem. I'll come pick it up in Burnaby. Let me know a time that works for you. She didn't get back to me. She's like, maybe next week. And I was like, okay, sale, not sale. Like, what the fuck's the deal? So that's where we left off, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, I started shopping around, trying to make deals with other people. 
I see another plant. She's like, pick up in Yaletown. I'm like, perfect. Agree to the price. Don't even challenge it. I'm like, hi, so-and-so. I'll come pick it up tomorrow. She's like, okay, amazing. Do you need help wrapping it? Like we're talking. And I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. It's just me. What time do you want me to come? She says, oh, sorry. Someone's on their way to pick it up. Hmm. Okay. Again, Facebook market etiquette 101. Is it for sale or is it not for sale? All you need to do instead of wasting my time is say, hey, this is pending pickup. If it's not, it doesn't work out, I'll shoot you a message. Mm -hmm. But why would we do that? You know, that just makes too much sense. So that was, that wasn't an option. And then the original girl came back and she goes, sorry, I changed my mind. I'm not selling it anymore. I just, out of curiosity, wanted to see how long that ad stayed up. It stayed up for another week. Okay. No. Uh Uh-huh. So then I see another girl list this plant. It's not as pretty as the other ones, to be completely honest. You can see it behind me. It looks like a hot fucking mess, okay? There were a lot of parts. It was underwatered. The leaves were curling. There were some holes that were, like, super burnt that I had to cut out. It was a lot shorter than I wanted. And I was like, you know what, though? This one was, like, 120 bucks. It's not bad. 120 bucks. It's five and a half feet, honey. Yeah. And there was a new stem that was blooming. So it's like, you know what? Mama's going to nurse you back to health, okay? I named her Gloria because of Gloria Gaynor. I will survive because yeah. I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be great. And um, I gave her a nice water, a nice bath. I trimmed her. I cut out all the holes. Mm-hmm. Her leaves are starting to stand up. They were much droopier before. Yeah. And um, are you going to trim it like so there's less leaves? I know you like less leaves. I like less leaves, but I don't want to traumatize her because we just moved her. So I'm just going to let her do her thing, see how it goes. And um, yeah, that's just another wild week on Facebook Marketplace. Mm, I'm looking for furniture on there and I stopped. Yeah. You want my couch? (laughs) Are you getting rid of your couch? I just hate how dirty it is. So you want me to have the dirty (laughs) couch? Well, I know if I got it professionally cleaned, it would stay clean in someone else's house. Mm. I just can't have a gray couch with an asshole dog that thinks it's his couch. So, what do you kind of what color couch are you gonna get? I'm gonna need a darker couch that um, I can remove the fabric or have more like a stain, a better stain resistant fabric. But mm. I heard that yeah. there's an IKEA couch that comes, and a lot of companies make covers for it. I don't think you'd want an IKEA couch, but the fact that it comes with covers that you can replace, and companies make different covers. It would all go down to the comfort of it. We did one on an Ikea mission. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. You wore your daddy New Balances. That's right. We got ice cream. We sat on some couches. My beef with Ikea couches, and I haven't been in a couple years, so I can't speak to what it's like right now, what the selection is, but I just found they're either A, look like they're from Ikea. Mm -hmm. Some of them look quite cheap. Or some of them are quite expensive for what they are, or they're not as comfortable. I don't ever find them comfy. I don't. So, I don't find them comfortable, and I think that they're too expensive for what they are. I would pay 600 bucks for an Ikea couch, max. Used. <laughs> no, brand new. Used. <laughs> I would never buy a used Ikea couch. <laughs> My first couch was a used Ikea couch when I moved to Vancouver. I had no furniture from a friend. It was fine. See, but I, Couches are expensive, though. 
They are. That's the thing is like you got to be willing to throw down some thousands of dollars to get a really nice yeah. couch. That's why I'm actually quite bummed about my couch because my couch, remember how nice it was when it was brand new? Super comfy, great shape, nice color, looked great. My dog just fucking destroyed it. And I bought a mini steam cleaner. Like I need to get that professionally cleaned. Once it's professionally cleaned, it'll be nice. Yeah. It's just the upkeeping of it. There is a company though that um, does couch covers. Oh, but they do it for really popular couches. So there's probably that it's probably like that IKEA one you're talking about. There's some from Restoration Hardware. There's some from oh, Structube. Okay. You know, so there's like kind of there are some couches in the industry that are like, you know, the couch. Yeah. Popular ones. Yeah. But then they also do custom covers. And I was looking at this really nice crushed velvet that they do, and I was like, oh damn. Like they have a wide selection of how you can recover your couches. But I'm like two Two grand, twenty five hundred to cover my couch. Why don't I just buy a new damn couch? That's a whole new couch. That's a whole new couch. So, couching is a lot of work trying to find a couch. Being an adult is just fucking horseshit. (laughs) Why do you say that? No one teaches you this stuff. You just next thing you know, you're in your late twenties. You're like, it's three grand to buy a couch. Are we sure? That's when one of our parents bought a three grand couch. I don't think my parents have a $3,000 anything in their house. I'm going to tell you one thing. It all makes sense to me now why nunas put plastic or blankets over their couch. I never understood it as a kid. Had I had put plastic or blankets over my couch, it would still look like it was brand new. (laughs) I I have a blanket on my couch. They're well They're well ahead of the game they know because they don't like dirt anywhere <laughs> you, can't you can wear your shoes in the house but you no. can't sit no, what's with that all known as they yell at you keep your shoes on keep your shoes on <laughs> keep your shoes on what do you mean keep my fucking shoes on they're dirty and you don't like dirt in your house oh but stay out of the kitchen okay stay out of the kitchen wipe your hands make sure your hands are clean yeah. Don't fucking sit on the couch unless it's covered. But put your feet up. Yeah. With your shoes. That's right. Dirty as hell. But it's okay. I'll just talk shit about you when you leave about how you came into my house with dirty shoes. <laughs> That's another. <laughs> <laughs> That's how uh, it goes down. Okay. Last thing on the podcast for today. It's a little bit yeah, of something else happening in your week happened, that we yeah. need to talk about. And we're going to get on a little bit of a not like a tangent but we got some shit to say honey's gotta air out some dirty laundry (laughs) i'm not gonna make the story long but it needs to be said but honey has experienced this before and i have not at least not like in a time where it has really affected me so this is the first time i experienced unsolicited advice and let me tell you i think it's one of the worst things that could happen Mm -hmm to a female and it doesn't really matter where you are in your life but I'm going to say and people can take it or leave it how I'm saying this but particularly in women as they're getting older and like not like nana older but like 30s 40s I think that's kind of like a hot age where I think unsolicited advice is taken a little bit more to heart than most 
that's because I feel like I've been offered advice in my 20s and I literally just put my two middle fingers up and I was like, thanks for showing up. But now as I'm going into my, as I'm in my 30s, I'm taking it to heart. I don't know. Would you agree? I've always been fired up about unsolicited advice. Actually, that's a lie. It really has, it started to amplify about a year ago. Like that's, that's the, that, that's a good word. Like it's not that it makes it any less or more good, but it's amplified. I feel like in a certain age range, also in a certain time in your life. So here we are. Maybe it's not your age range. Maybe it's just, you've chosen to develop a little bit differently, right? Like over these last few years, you've chosen to actually take more time in the realm of personal development to understand yourself a little bit more. So that also makes you more aware of like what you need, but it also makes you more aware of how you interact with other people. And I think when that is more relevant in your life or a bigger priority in your life, you start to notice things around you where you're like, actually, that's not fucking okay. So maybe it's more that and less age. Yeah. But wisdom you know, wisdom. wisdom, which I do think comes as you get older and as you develop, you know, you're learning mm-hmm. new things. So, and I would say that's pretty true because in my early twenties, like none of this personal development stuff was really at the forefront for me, but then in my later twenties mm-hmm. and now it really became super important mm-hmm. to me. So anyways, I'm at work and uh, it's shark week for me. So naturally my 34 double D boobs hurt. They do. They hurt. And when they hurt, um, I'm not wearing a bra with wire on it. Okay, I'm not putting fucking chicken wire on my boobs. That hurt. I'm not doing it. So I wear a sports bra. And I have really great sports bras from Lululemon. One in particular is my favorite. It's magenta pink. And there's zero support. And it's the best thing on the entire planet. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. So last week at work, I'm doing my thing. And I had this woman um come up and approach me and I was I was pretty busy at work at the time and she comes over and and I know this woman she's not like somebody she's not a stranger um and she comes over and she grabs my arm and she's like I need to uh, either she said I need to tell you something or I need to say something to you and um considering her profession this also may be a reason why she said it nonetheless it's not okay and she leans over towards me And just keep in mind, I'm wearing my beautiful Lululemon bra. And she goes, you need to come see me about getting a new bra. And I was so humiliated. My entire body burnt up. I was so embarrassed. And I looked at her. And naturally, what I do when I get really uncomfortable is I laugh. So I started laughing. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm just wearing my Lululemon bra right now. And she goes, yeah, well, you know where I work. I'll give you a good price. And I looked at her and that for some reason irked me a little bit more than her first comment. And I looked at her and I was like, okay, thanks. Have a good night. And I turned around. I like throw back to high school. I grab my phone. I run to the bathroom and I contact honey. (laughs) And I say to honey, I'm like, you need to tell me this does, it does not feel good what just happened. I didn't even think of it as unsolicited advice until you said something. I was like, whoa, my system is flaring up right now. This is not okay. I either want to cry. I want to crawl under a rock. I'm embarrassed. I'm humiliated. Someone's got to tell me what just happened. So I message honey and right away, <laughs> you're like, fuck off. Here we go. 
unsolicited advice you're 30 years old if you want to wear a fucking sports bra you can wear a fucking sports bra and i was like unsolicited advice that's exactly what it was and it was fucking awful it's invasive it's so inappropriate and some people would come and be like oh we're just trying to do the right thing no the right thing is saying hey i've noticed something about a b c or d can i share it with you or can i offer you advice are you open to it Yes yeah. or no. And if you if you say yeah, okay, then it's not unsolicited anymore. The thing is, is a lot of people have a hard time understanding unsolicited advice because it's usually not coming from a place of like malice, you know? Yeah. So when he's coming up to you, when usually someone's offering you advice, don't get me wrong. I give unsolicited advice. We are wired to think we're helping someone. Mm-hmm. You know, someone just wants to share and you're like oh okay let me help you I know what you need to do and you're like whoa 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 one let that person share yeah and then request permission hi I noticed you talked about this am I can I offer you some feedback are you open to some suggestions if they say yes great if they don't not your business not your business but sometimes that is not that forum or that platform is like your situation where that is not provided right Mm -hmm. so I just don't understand why anyone has the like imagine if a man did that to you you need to get a new bra you'd take that fucking wooden spoon and you'd whip it right across his face Uh (laughs) yeah I would. it's not helping people it does not help people it causes way more harm and you can tell in my voice that I'm very passionate about this because the amount of unsolicited advice I get about my fucking skin drives me insane insane Mm -hmm. have you tried washing your face with cetaphil yes bitch okay i fucking tried (laughs) have you tried stop eating dairy and gluten have you tried this oh my god you need to go see my skin girl oh my god have you put like apple cider vinegar on your face i'm about to dip my head in a fucking bathtub full of acid i have tried (laughs) okay you think for the last two and a half years, I haven't tried to fix my fucking skin. I've tried, but mm-hmm. my journey is my journey. And if I ask for help, give it to me. And if I ask you not to help me, honor that. The amount of times I'm like, I don't want advice, don't give it to me. And people are like, okay, well, I'm just trying to help. Like, I'm the bitch. You're not we helping. We can't talk about this because I, yeah, I just get, trying, get so, yeah, I just get so lit up. But I personally think going back to situ- your situation, you felt uncomfortable because it was violating. Super violating. And also, I can tell you for a fact, your sports bra is fine. Your nipples weren't out. Your cleavage wasn't showing. No. Nope. And it's not like you were running a goddamn fucking hundred meter dash sprint to the kitchen to go pick something up so i doubt your titties were bouncing uncontrollably everyone needs to fuck right off and you're gonna wear whatever bra you want because that's it that's it i'm gonna wear whatever the fuck i want that's right and if you want to show your nipples get them out that's right get them out how many times have i bought shirts specifically i'm like i got new titties clarify (laughs) I got sm- I made my titties smaller and lifted them up. Yeah. I didn't get new implants, but I was like, I got new nips that came along with that. Yeah. You want to see them? Honey, you were all I'm over the nip game up. there for a bit. I I'd go over to Honey's house, her shirt goes up. Yeah, I was all over the nip game. And you know what? I think, 
when you can see a girl's nips through her top, she's like wearing a what? I'm like, that's kind of hot. Free the fucking nip. Yep. Fuck the patriarchy. Free the nip. That's it. Free the fucking nip. Free the fucking nip. Free the titties, really. Like, I don't know what makes anybody think that they look good or bad. Titties are titties. And they're going to mm. look how they're going to look. And you're going to wear Patriarchy. what you're going to wear. Porn. Yeah. yeah. It's titties terrible. Titties must look like this. It's terrible. So the moral of the story is, is free that. Free the nip. Well, yeah, besides free the nip. Gosh, that's been a story for a long time. People really need mm-hmm. to read the net. But people really need out. to understand that if you're ever going to tell somebody what to do, ask. If you're going to offer your opinion, ask. Unless they're yeah. asking you. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'll try to be very clear now. Like, like when we were out for coffee yesterday, I'm like, you know, I need, I need, like, a little bit of a pep talk. I need, like, encouragement. I need you ladies to sit here and tell me that I need to do A, B, and C right now. Mm-hmm. You know? So, moving forward, and don't ever tell somebody that they need a new fucking bra because I went down a serious rabbit hole all fucking weekend. It was brutal. To the point where even if Evan looked at me, I was like, are you looking at my, are you looking at my boobs? Like, are they, do they look bad? Like, what, like, I can see your tits right now and I love them. You have huge, ginormous, immaculate titties and that's it. Honey, thank you. Sorry. Girls pay to get titties like that. Well, Miss Thing had a problem with them. Too bad. <laughs> Guess what? Don't look at them. And that's that. That's right. Don't look at them. Don't offer unsolicited advice. Honey, Please. anyways, I have to Doesn't say matter. that I officially, I feel you. I feel you on the unsolicited advice. I never really understood before because I, um, and I really understood before because I didn't, um, it's never really happened to me in a, at a point in my life where I understood how inappropriate it was. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key is you actually, I think that's why it's difficult for me to have those conversations. And a lot of people, when I share that it's not welcome, they think that I'm rude mm-hmm. because they actually haven't experienced it. It's very violating. It's not okay. So we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. That is such a good skill for your toolbox. I even have to practice it because I've gone through a lot of things. So when someone shares, I'm like, oh my God, do this. And I'm like, no, I know the place that it comes from. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm it's hard to, it's hard to relate. We all are. Yeah. yeah, I'm no I'm no saint. But no, we all try so to like, oh, I hate my hair. I'm like, oh, you got to go see Honey K. Oh, you got – you know what I mean? Yeah. The honeys are just trying to help the honeys. But mm-hmm. a lot of the time it causes more harm than good. So yeah. on that note, we've been talking for almost an hour. Ooh. It's been a heated episode. We got to go do some damage control for the book club. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get on that right now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> at least they're laughing at us. I was like, book club's going so well. Like – Book club's off to a great start, y'all. Everyone's dying. <laughs> like, I had no idea. I, I wasn't. Yeah. Anyways, I'll go read the comments. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, um, takeaways. I'll see you later, honey. Oh, no, takeaways. Oh, takeaways. Oh, yeah. Because I've got three. Okay. Takeaways. Let's go back to kindergarten. Baking soda, vinegar, <laughs> explosion. Okay. Put water in case in the anyone needed that little yeah. scientific refresh. Okay, yeah, just, I didn't pass science, but I did know that that's what happened. Hey, okay. I would have needed that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what? Anyways, just science fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number two, get renter, get insurance, get renters insurance. If you're renting, get house insurance, get the insurance. Because don't fuck around. Don't fuck around. You never know when something's gonna happen, and I swear to God, you're gonna get all your money back when that one thing does happen. It's like that TikTok song, who's going to know? They'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) You'll know. (laughs) Nobody's going to know. They're going to fucking, you're going to fucking know. Okay? 
<laughs> Lastly, honey, Three? I'll let you take this one because you're already Three? on it. <laughs> In oh, we're gonna do four takeaways. Number three, invest in your business. Mm. Listen to your gut, mm-hmm. and just take the reins. Yeah, if that means hard conversations come from it. Doesn't fucking matter. Take the reins, go do what you need to do. It's time to make millions, honeys. Let's go. Yeah, and remember. And finally. And finally unsolicited advice is not welcome not welcome period it's not welcome and if you make the mistake of offering it you're not a bad person just be mindful of it that unless you ask or somebody asks there needs to be an ask Mm -hmm. or a request it is Mm -hmm. unsolicited advice even if you're saying to your girlfriend like she's like oh my god i hate my nails you need to go to this nail place just be like oh i know a really good nail place or are you pretty you know are you pretty committed to yours it's that easy Mm -hmm. To just switch the conversation around. So just no, be mindful. I'm, I'm not. I'm not committed to mine. <laughs> yeah, but honey. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. One last thing. One thing that I noticed that I did was I I threw unsolicited advice in someone's inbox the other day. Threw a backhand comment, kind of, just the way it came out, and then the fall. It was about I was like looking for an oat milk that a certain oat milk and I was like I knew the one she use it was using wasn't the oat milk it was a creamer and then I made a thing about like oh a calories that were around it or whatever it was but like not even thinking about it right I'm just like oh I'm looking for this one because that one doesn't work for me blah 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 the next day I saw her post about how why hearing calories are really triggering to her mm-hmm. and the fucking remorse I felt I was like oh my god I hope my comment didn't come across like this whatever it was One of the best things I actually did was I responded and I was like, hey, I just noticed you talked about that. I'm not sure how my comment landed with you yesterday, but I'm really sorry if it it triggered you or whatever it was. And she really appreciated that comment. And it also made me realize I'm like, I need to be more mindful of how you're going to fuck up, you know, you're going to fuck up. So how can you just like fix it? Because it's not, it's actually way more appreciated to be like, oh, I just noticed that I did that. Mm -hmm. Just want to go back and apologize. That's a good thing. Yeah. As always, she's always mentioned on the podcast. One thing that Honey K, Kelsey Grant, has taught me is that you can always redo the conversation. Always. You can always redo the conversation. 100%. That's a wrap, honey. And on that note, bye, honey. Bye, honey. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Allie. Just a friendly reminder that I have two episodes that drop every single week for you on Tuesdays and on Fridays. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And of course, leave me a review. I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at unfiltered with Allie. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes. Slide into my DMs and... You can find the link for my free online community. This is designed for inspiring, badass women all around the world. I can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.